You already know that exercise is an important part of a healthy life, but how can you fit in the recommended number of minutes each week? Carrie Stewart, a cardiovascular health expert at Johns Hopkins, says current thinking on how to do so has changed. When the guidelines were first published, it's based on a lot of research at the time. That has also evolved. Even though the recommendation is to try to do 30 minutes at a time, five times a week, that can be broken down. If you can do 10 minutes, three times a day, or even five minutes, six times a day, just being active and not being a couch potato is also very helpful. The less sedentary you are, the better. Even if it means just getting up and taking a short walk for two or three minutes, Carrie says the benefits of simply getting up and moving for brief periods during the day may even allow you not to break a sweat, although working that hard brings additional benefits. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. Are you someone who really doesn't like to breathe hard or sweat much? If so, it may seem that you will never be able to incorporate exercise into your routine, as is recommended for your health. Carrie Stewart, an exercise and cardiovascular health expert at Johns Hopkins, says most people will do well with moderation. Intensity refers to how hard are you working. Evidence would suggest that for most people, a moderate level not only produces health benefits, but it also will increase cardiovascular fitness. It's important to make a distinction between the two types of benefits that accrue from exercise. One benefit is you become more fit, which has to do with your ability to perform. How fast can you run? How far can you throw a ball? Stewart notes that other benefits of exercise don't require high intensity, so there's really no reason to hold yourself to a high standard of performance if that's not your goal. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. Mood improvement, better sleep, weight control. Exercise and cardiovascular health expert Carrie Stewart at Johns Hopkins says, even if your goal isn't competition or personal bests, many benefits of exercise are within reach with much more modest effort. The other major benefit that comes from exercise, independent of fitness, are the health benefits, lowering the blood pressure, controlling blood glucose, controlling lipid levels, reducing inflammation. Those are all health benefits that can accrue even from lower levels of exercise. To increase your level of fitness, you generally have to work a little harder. To get the health benefits, you generally can work at a low to moderate level that's within a comfort range for most people. Stewart notes that as with any habit change, it's important to be patient with yourself and just take the next step. He says that finding a buddy to exercise with is always a good motivation. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. Common Wisdom says if you've never been much of an exercise person, you should talk with your doctor before embarking on a program to get more active. Carrie Stewart, an exercise and cardiovascular health expert at Johns Hopkins, says for many people, that's really not necessary. If someone is sedentary but otherwise healthy and 
doesn't have any major comorbidities, doesn't have diabetes, doesn't have heart disease, then they don't really need exercise testing, at least to start a moderate level program. Just get out and walk would be a great way to start. But if someone does have a history of health problems, then they should get a checkup, which may or may not include an exercise stress test, but at least get clearance. Stewart says any troubling physical symptoms like profound shortness of breath or chest pain during activities should prompt a visit to a health professional. But most people won't experience such issues. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. Everyone needs to exercise, and that includes kids, especially as we're experiencing a global problem with obesity. Exercise and cardiovascular disease expert Carrie Stewart at Johns Hopkins says any strategy to get kids moving needs to start with the parents. Parents have to set an example. They have to do activities with the kids that are active as opposed to passive. If the parent is sitting around on their iPhone or iPad or on the computer doing TikTok, the children are going to emulate that. Where kids can also get an awful lot of activity is at school. I wouldn't discount the hour or two of recess or after school programs that kids could be enrolled in. That's a great way to deal with inactivity Stewart says exercise can be as simple as a family walk after meals or might involve parents taking a coaching role in kids' sports. Beginning this habit early reaps a lifetime of health benefits. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy.